Praise the Lord. Greetings to you all in the wonderful, matchless, sweet name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's my privilege to welcome each and every one of you for this worship service and to hear God's word. We also thank God for all the provisions what God made. And we have to thank him from the bottom of our hearts. Before we go to the Lord in prayer, let me read the promise of this week. That is from Psalm 40, verse 16. Psalms 40, verse 16. Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. What do you understand from here? Those who seek the Lord, it is for everyone. Those who seek the Lord will rejoice and be glad in the Lord. Secondly, let such as love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. Those who are love God and trust God, they also, they love continually the salvation. They are the people, they say continually, magnify the Lord. So, I believe that we as a children of God, we are here and we are seeking God. There is no doubt about it. Let joy and glad be our portion. In the same way as we are a children of God who accepted Jesus Christ and we are saved. And here we are to say that continually in our life, let the name of the Lord be magnified. Let's close our eyes once again and bow down before him and ask the Lord continually to present in our midst to bless us. Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you for your love, for your grace, for your mercy, which endures forever and ever in our life. You are the great God. You are the mighty God. You are the wonder-working God. You are the God of love and you are God of compassion. Lord, we also thank you for everything what you are to us. Thank you for protecting us in the past month. Thank you for providing each and every need in our personal life, family life, in spiritual life. Every situation and the circumstances was changed. But we have an unchanging God in our life, in our midst. So we give all glory, all honor, all praises unto you because they are belongs to you. Once again we surrender each and every one of us and also the instrument which I use. They are all sanctified by the name of your son Jesus Christ. But in all things help us to rejoice in your presence and also to glorify your name. Hide me behind your cross and let you speak through me and help us to have attentive ears to hear your word the way that you want us to be. Let this day and this hour 
be a blessings to each and every one of us. Once again, it is our prayer and our desire. Unite us in spirit, in love, in faith, in understanding, in all things. We together as a church glorify you. Thank you for accepting our prayers. In Jesus' precious name, we offer this prayer. Amen. Once again, it's my privilege to share God's word in the midst of God's children. And today, according to our calendar, our Bible reading chapter is actually Psalm 39. When I look down to the chapter after I finish, I turn to Psalm 40. In that scripture, the first 10 words, it struck me, there I started to prepare this message and I title this message as Knowing God's Will Through His Word. Knowing God's Will Through His Word. The, the selected chapter is Psalm 40 as I said. Let me read from 1 to 8. Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord, my God, are your wonderful works which you have done and your thoughts which are towards us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Verse 6, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ears you have opened. Burnt offering and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, Behold, I come in the scroll of the book it is written of me. Verse 8, I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is written in my heart. The selected sentence in this scripture and I title the word is, chapter 4 verse 8, the first word, I delight to do your will. I delight to do your will. Dear brethren, we know this year, we declared that this is the year of the word, the word of God. And also the promise to us this year is, if you remember, it is John 6 verse 63. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profit nothing. The words that I speak 
to you are spirit and they are life the words that i speak to you are spirit and they are life based on this as i title this message why did i choose this this portion is this only for this reason the first sentence i delight to do your will why the king david the musician delighted to do god's will what is god's will concerning every human or mankind how do know or do god's will in our life we will find answers from this scripture verse 40 verse 1 if you go on to explain it will take much time for me just i briefly i will go through it verse 1 I want I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and heard my cry. So what do we understand from here for watching waiting hearing of God. He was watching and waiting to hear and heard God's word. Verse 2. He also brought me up out of the horrible pit out of the miry clay and set my feet upon the rock and establish my steps what does it mean it is your divine direct and distinct deliverance what he experienced in his life verse 3 and 4 he has put a new song in my mouth praise to our god many will see it and fear and will trust in the lord blessed is the man who makes the lord his trust so here god has put a new song in his mouth and he is blessed five is goes on and six sacrifice that that is about the sacrifice what is god is not desire for it what do you understand here god opened his ears and not expecting any sacrifices or offering verse seven then i said behold i come in the scroll of the book it is written of me that is his name is written in the book of the scroll david was delighted to to god's will because god heard his prayers established his steps put a new song in his mouth he has done great thing great and wonderful things in his life and his name is more than all his name is written in the book of the scroll so he, he has many reason to say and delight i delight in the lord why is delighted be so that's the reason i stop here and here i wanted to ask few questions to you in your life do you believe that god is doing the same thing what god had done to david in your life do you believe that as it is listed from psalm so verse 1 to verse 7 as the psalmist says and if you have that do you have that experience or if god has done to you uh, is god has done the same thing in your life if your answer is yes 
I move on to the second question. Are you delighted to, to do God's will in your life? If God has done the same thing what he has done in the life of David, and the next what he has said is, he is delighted to, to do God's will. So in that way, if you are, I, I expect all of us can say that, yes, Indeed, we too should and will delight to, to do God's will in our life. So here, what is the God's, the will of God, the meaning of it? Without doubt, the most important factor finding God's will is the Bible itself. God speaks to us. Not in your audible loud voice, but through the scriptures. When you go through the scriptures, there are circumstances, there are many things we know how to know God's will. We will know in God's will is through the scriptures, the number one. And also through prayer and pastoring. Uh, by the submission to the Holy Spirit. And also through circumstances and counsel. But we are going to see some of the real and the normal factor of human being. What is the God's will concerning their, our life? So the most important thing is for every Christian which includes the following. Number one is believe in Jesus Christ. John 20 verse 31 says, But these are written... That you may believe that Jesus Christ is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. This is the will of God. Believing in Jesus Christ is the will of God the Father. That is the first thing. Secondly, about our salvation. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9. Just I am giving these scriptures as an outline. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some count slackness, but is long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Salvation means the word of God leads to repentance. To confirm that, First Timothy chapter two verse three also we will read. First Timothy chapter two verse three. For this is good and acceptable. In the sight of God, our Savior. What is good? Verse 4. Who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So it is God's will. It is open God's will for everyone to be saved, not to perish. Thirdly, sanctification. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3 For this is the will of God your sanctification 
that you should obtain from sexual immorality. This is the will of God that you are sanctification. Number one is believing in Jesus Christ. Number two is repent for our sins that is salvation. Number three is soon after the salvation you are sanctified, set apart for God. Fourthly, giving thanks to God. If you are saved, if you are sanctified, what is God's will concerning your life as a child of God? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18. In everything give thanks. In everything there is nothing exempted. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This scripture, these statements are straightforward. There is nowhere, no references or explanation you need for it. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That you should give thanks to God in all things, in everything. Whatever the situation, whatever you have, whatever you do not have. But God, that is the will of God that you should give thanks to Him. Fifthly, doing good. First Peter chapter 2 verse 15. First Peter chapter 2 verse 15. For this is the will of God. What is that? That by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of a foolish man. This is the will of God that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of a foolish man. Sixthly, suffering for doing the right thing. Again, 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 17. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 17. For it is better if it is the will of God to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. To suffer for God doing good than doing evil is the will of God concerning us. So as a God children when you thank God Always you are expected to do, to do good in your life, not the evil to, that is the will of God. Seventhly, the everlasting life. John chapter 6 verse 40. John chapter 6 verse 40. And this is the will of him who sent me, who, what, whose will? The will of the Father God. Will of the Father. And this is the will of Him who sent me. That everyone who sees the Son and believes in Him may have everlasting life. And I will raise Him up at the last day. Everlasting life followed by rising up in the last two days. So this is the promise. This is the will of God. Concerning every Christian. Further one more scripture. In relation to eternal life. John 10 verse 28. 
That is, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. What a great security and the promise of God for the children of God, those who believe in Jesus Christ, repented for their salvation, for their sins, and those who are saved, those who are sanctified, and giving thanks to God for everything in every situation, the circumstances, always learn to do good in their life, and suffering for the good thing, and uh, having the eternal life. This is the package, and this is the cycle, and the past phase of doing the will of God in our life. And I believe that, in, uh, in our church, most of us gone through this and having this. Now it's a time for us to review everything what you have heard. If it is true in your life and since how long you have accepted Jesus Christ, how long you are being a believer in the Lord, is that true in your life? And if it is that, is you are done. From your heart if you say that, yes, it is true and I am following it, definitely it is the you can give glory to God and we will move on to the second phase of it. Secondly, the Bible is God's will and most and it has to be applied in our life directly and even the indirectly. What the scripture says about the present or about the word of God, what the word of God says to us. It is a very good and very familiar and easy remember word, Deuteronomy 29.29. Because if you find any difficulty in knowing God's will through his word, this is the word. The secret things belongs to the Lord of our God. But those things which are revealed belongs to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Let me read it again. Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belongs to the Lord our God. So now in this year when we declare that is the year of the word of God and also we are giving you the portion of Bible for every day to read and meditate the word, when you come across till this, now we are completed the third month and we are entering the fourth month. And if you find it any difficult in knowing God's will through his word, for you the word is, they are belongs to God. If you do not understand anything, if you think that and believe that it is the secret thing, it is simply you can say that and believe that the secret things belongs to the Lord of our God. But, the scripture says, but those things which are revealed belongs to us and to our children, not for now, forevermore. It is forevermore that we may all do the words of this law. This fact, of course, 
this fact involves commandments that has to be obeyed the principles to be followed the prohibitions of the things to be avoided whatever is not to do do's and don'ts are there that we have to avoid it and uh, living examples to be imitated for an example there are biblical characters even including our lord jesus christ that has to be imitated so it is a when you read the scripture you will come across the multiple of things that you are supposed to identify and has to follow if it is a commandment you are expected to obey as it is straightforward and there are principles you have to think over it and you have to follow it and there are things to do and things not to do so as simple as that so it is an attitude of delightful desire that fill all attempts to to do god's will that is what psalm 40 verse 8 says that that's what we said that the psalmist says i delight to, to do your will that's why he is delighted let this be our portion as well and now let us see some things the following things to do how to know the will of god basically the first thing is fellowship with the lord number one fellowship with the lord what does it mean fellowship means sharing together example based on a common purposes beliefs needs and etc fellowship means immediately we think only when we have a castle that are coming together that is fellowship soon after the get together having a fellowship meal that is the fellowship and also whenever we come to pray that is the fellowship much more than that it is very simple when you come to fellowship when i was praying in this season in one of the early morning what does it the meaning of the fellowship when it started when it is instituted or encouraged to us the thought came to me is in the very very beginning when god created the world he created the first man adam so he was fellowshipping with him in the cool time in the evening they were two together then god created eve as a life partner to adam and with them god also there with them so they two became three when included eve along with them there the fellowship started i understood that when i came here when the scripture says that where two or three gather together there i am when i came here i am a bachelor one day i was all alone i am praying when i am praying about the scripture who is the second person he himself god is with me that is my faith that is my confidence with him i fellowship so it is not that just praying coming to jesus christ no it is to share everything about what you are seeing what you need what you are what is in your heart so it is sharing together that is the fellowship so there the fellowship started and 
the whole bible in the new testament started with a fellowship and till the end it always encouraging coming together living together love together love one another the whole bible is encouraging us to live together so that is a fellowship so fellowship been sharing together based on our common purposes beliefs and all other the well known scripture what we know is uh, psalm 133 verse 1 psalm 133 verse 1 behold how good and how pleasant there is no expression it is uh, we cannot explain it how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity persons sharing together christ and christian first corinthian chapter 1 verse 9 first corinthians chapter 1 verse 9 god is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son jesus christ our lord god is faithful we always say god is faithful we believe it that we exp- we, we we exalt the, the name of the lord you are faithful yes for what to whom we are called into fellowship with his son jesus christ 1 john chapter 1 6 and 7 1 john chapter 1 6 and 7 if we say that we have fellowship with him we walk in darkness we lie and do not practice the truth what is the truth there is no fellowship verse 7 but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of jesus christ his son cleanses us from all sin that is the blessing that is the promise that is the privilege for or benefit for having fellowship with our lord jesus christ the blood of jesus cleanses from all our sin to that we are always expected to have fellowship with our lord jesus christ and also with one another secondly seek principles from the word as i said seek the principles from the word to that i have chosen first corinthians chapter 10 verses 1 to 10 first corinthians chapter 10 verses from 1 to 10 i have to read it even if the time consumes there's no problem but please open your bibles and pay attention to god's word unless you open your bible it may be difficult for you to understand what i am coming to say from here first corinthians chapter 10 verses from 1 to 10 moreover brethren i do not want you to be un aware that all our fathers were under the cloud all passed through the sea all were baptized into moses into the cloud 
in the sea all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was christ but the but differs or separates the whatever was said above see in the previous scripture verse 1 to 4 all our fathers all passed through all were baptized all ate the same spiritual food all drank the same spiritual drink how many four alls are there these are nothing but our forefathers who were set free from bondages they were brought out of egypt to the promised land this is the scripture says speaks about them they were all baptized so in other words it is same as we are we are all baptized we are all passed through the baptism we are all have the spiritual food we are also having a spiritual drink there are much more to explain it let's go to the second part of it but with most of them god was not well pleased for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness now these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted and do not become idolaters as were some of them as it is written the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play nor let us commit sexual immorality as some of them are did and in one day 23000 fell nor let us tempt christ as the some of them are also tempted and were destroyed by the serpents verse 10 nor murmur as some of them are also murmured and were destroyed by the destroyer verse 11 now all these things happened to them as examples and they were written for our admonition on whom the ends of the ages have come my dear children of god what we understand from here it is very clear i need not take much time to explain that they do not became they what is the they they are written as an example but for us it is for our admonition what is the sin it is listed here is and they are the principles which we are not supposed to follow do not become adulterous idolaters do not commit sexual immorality do not tempt christ and do not murmur if you think of these things or the relate this situation of the present world what is going on in the different part of the world 
Is it not true? What is written here? They were gone through these experiences. That's why what is going here now, we are not uh, here to judge them and it is a lesson for us to learn. And these are all the signs. And some of them are believed that we are in the end times. Is it not the same that is going to? But here, verse 11 says, Now, all these things happened to them as examples. And they were written for our admonition. Upon whom the ends of the ages have come. So, these are all the principles if you go on explaining all about uh, all the five sins which is listed over and uh, it may take some more time. So I leave it with you and open the scripture and read the scripture. First Corinthians chapter 10 verse 1 to 11. Let's move on to the third. The third thing is obtain Advice from godly counselors. Obtain advice from godly counselors. There are few scriptures from the Proverbs. Just we will go through. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 14. Where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Verse, chapter 15, verse 22. Proverbs, chapter 15, verse 22. Without counsel, plans go away. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. All your plans will be established. Again, Proverbs 24, verse 6 says. Proverbs 24, verse 6. For by wise counsel you will wage your own war. But in a multitude of counselors there is safety. So dear children of God, time and again the church is always announcing about the spiritual counsel, godly counsel. It is open for anybody Every, and everybody at any time. I don't think it is available elsewhere. But we thank God for the provision and the privilege God has given. So, I need not explain about it because it is you who knows about your situation, the circumstances. And indeed, some people used to come forth and they are blessed. So it is open for us and through the council we will know what the lesson for us is. Through the godly council, the council which is scripture, through scriptures and we will know what is God's will in our life. Fourthly, use our common sense. Use our common sense and remember that. God works through our own mind and the desire to do His will. No one can say that you have no sense, common sense. Everyone is given. We are all blessed. So there is no doubt about it. 
The only problem what we have is we don't use it. We always depend on people. God has given everyone the common sense. Only through that we will know whether the person is matured or not. How much the person is matured. Matured or not is the other thing. How much the person matured enough. It is only by exercising our common sense. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. For it is God who works in you, in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. It is God who works. It is not you. God who works in you both to do to will and to do for his good pleasure. When none of these principles seems to work, we must simply make the best possible decision, realizing that God will shut the door if it is not God's will. I always encourage people, when you do not know, how do you know if it is, it is God's will or not? It is very simple as an acid test. When you move process or move forward and so many things will open, so many doors will be open, there you will have a problem of choosing which entrance you have to enter, which door you are supposed to enter. And I used to say, when you enter one door, if there is peace in you, that is the acid test for, that is God's will for you. If you have fear, if you have doubt, if you have worries, if you have conflict in anything, any conflicts you have in moving forward, that is not God's will. So here the example is, God can shut the door. Here the Paul's example is, he planned to go and see the Roman Christians. Although not knowing it, God would actually permit it, permit it in his will. That we read it from Romans chapter 15 verses 22 to 32. Romans chapter 15 verses from 22 to 32. If we go through there he faced how God, he, how he came to know God's will. Sometimes even God opened the door, sometimes he will close the door. Closing the door is also God's will. Now, we are in a situation, always, whenever we turn, whenever we meet and talk, the common talk from this situation is about coronavirus. What does the Bible say about or against the coronavirus which the world believes is a pandemic disease or a deadly disease? Number one, the world believes and says it is a deadly disease. It is a deadly disease. 
it is impossible to get cure many are because as we know the science they don't find any medication for it that is why thousands of people are dying that is what the world that is the world says that is the bible that is the people saying but what the bible says about it psalm 103 verse 2 to 4 psalm 103 the bible says god can heal all your diseases bless the lord oh my soul and forget not all his benefits three who forgives your iniquities who heals your disease am i right he forgives your iniquities and who heals your disease how many of you can say that i am right or i am wrong what is right is wrong pay attention to this word who forgives all your iniquities who heals all your disease is there anything exempted coronavirus god cannot heal coronavirus except coronavirus he heal all your diseases except coronavirus no he forgives all your iniquities and he heals all your diseases verse 4 further he redeems your life from destruction who crowns you with a loving kindness and tender mercies he is our god that is his word coronavirus may be pandemic to the world but for the children of god according to his word this can be healed and not only that we will redeemed from our life or from the destruction furthermore he will crown us with loving kindness and tender mercies it is purely his mercy that we are able to hear god's word today secondly the world emphasize us to wash our hand with detergent soap for 20 second minimum for one time but we can we are encouraged to wash our hands as much as possible as much as possible we are supposed to wash our hands i believe that every one of us are following the same we wash our hands we use our hand sanitizer when we go out when we come in when we go into a mall and come out of the mall we are very much careful we are very much obedient children of god and very much obeying the rules and regulation of the government but if this is for what to save our life from the physical death what the scripture says james chapter 4 verse 8 james chapter 4 verse 8 draw near to god and he will draw near to you according to this rule we cannot near people and make the distance at least one meter and they said to extend to three meters but here even though the measurement is not given 
here. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Further, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. What it says, not your hands alone purify your hearts. That's what the Bible says. For what? If you purify your heart, if you keep your heart pure and cleanse, that will give you the eternal life, not the present life. One more scripture, Ebation 5.26 says, Ebation chapter 5.26, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. He speaks about the church, how he cleanses the church by washing of water by the word. So we will be cleansed, what the Bible says, we will be cleansed by the word. We will be, our hearts will be cleansed by the word. Provided, come near to God. Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Then cleanse your hands and also purify your heart. That is the scripture. What we do is we are very much concerned about the physical and the present life. What the scripture says and promise is for our spiritual life and eternal life and life forever. Thirdly, many people worried about the coronavirus. Many people. Why many people? We can say all of. I cannot say most. Almost all. Jesus asked the disciple, why do you worry? Luke 12, 25. Luke 12, 25. And which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? 26. If you then are not able to do the least, why are you anxious about for the rest? It is good to care for or taking precautions. And precaution, taking precautions is good. But it is not good for worrying. What we understand from here, if you worry about, okay, take it about this coronavirus. If you worry about, are you going to prevent yourself? None of us can prevent ourselves. But it is God who protects us and prevents us. Even though the scripture is telling about uh, you cannot add one cubic feet, a cubit to his stature. But here, even if you are worrying, you cannot add one day or one month or even a year with our life. That's why he said, do not worry about anything. I am there to give you the life because he has promised by giving his life, we have life. 
So we have life through his word. Fourthly, the world is watching the statistics about the number of people infected by coronavirus, number of quarantined, number of people healed, and number of people died by nationwide or countrywide. And it is updates are always available in every media. We are always very much concerned about or interested to know what happened around the world. Immediately we will come to our nation. How is in our country? How is in the present world or the present place? We are very much anxious about it to know. But what the word of God says is, God uses of crisis to give us wisdom about the value of each day. Psalm chapter 90 verse 12. Psalm chapter 90 verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Let me move to another scripture. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6. Then you will understand. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So, what is expected? Let us seek godly wisdom. Instead of worrying about, thinking about the statistics of the world, let God give us the wisdom to establish in our lives so that we will live a life wisely and uh, this disease from this disease we will be prevented. Fifthly, fear. Worry is different and fear is different. Most of the people have a fear about the coronavirus. Not only we as an individual or a citizen or a resident. Even the government, the rulers, they are all worrying about what to do. They have fear about it. The word of God says, do not be anxious about anything. Not only about the coronavirus. Anything that we read in Philippians chapter 4. The common scripture, the familiar. Chapter 4, 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Verse 7. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. What is expected? Instead of fear about it, we are always encouraged to pray about it. That is what we are doing now. When the lockdown is announced, we are all locked down in our homes. What we are expected to do? 
to pray more than ever before in our life. If you fear about it or worry about it, you are not going to gain anything. Unless you pray and pray. And what it says, the end, the result is, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. That is his will. One more thing. Touching one another is a dangerous act. The fear of coronavirus 19. But, so this is to save our present life as I said. A touch, touching one another is very dangerous. But what has happened in the time of Jesus Christ? It may not be directly applicable, but, uh, but what the scripture says, what it was. A touch from Jesus Christ would heal, with, with, uh, uh, should heal all diseases. Mark chapter 6, verse 56. Mark chapter 6, verse 56. Whoever he entered into the village, cities, or in the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might just touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched him were made well. This was speaking about the days of Jesus Christ. But now Jesus Christ is not there. How can we touch? That may be your question. We touch the Lord in our spirit through our prayers. As simple as that. We have to touch him. Touch his mind. How it is? Only through your prayer. How diligently you seek. You can sense the presence of God. And also you can feel the healing in your life. So what can we do so? Do now. Pray to God. To God our life. From the. The world called. The pandemic disease. The coronavirus. Let this be our prayer. Psalm 86. 1 to 3. Psalm 86. 1 to 3. Open your Bible. This should be. Everyone's prayer, even for every day, it is very much accepted. This is the prayer of the psalmist, the King David. What do you say? Psalm 86 verse 1 2. Bow down your ear, O Lord. Hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my life. For I am holy, if you are holy. You are my God, if he is your God. Save your servant, if you are a servant. Who trust in you, if you trust in him. Be merciful to me, O Lord. For I cry, if you cry. That is, if you pray. To you all day long. Once again, I read straight. 
Bow down your ears, O Lord, hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my life, for I am holy. You are my God. Save your servant who trusts in you. Be merciful to me, O Lord, for I cry to you all day long. That should be our prayer. That's it. So there are many biblical characters, they prayed in the Bible. I'm not going to that because of the time and almost we are reaching our time. And there is a prayer, only one thing, about Paul's prayer to his saints. Colossians chapter 1 verses 9 to 12. Please open your Bibles. Colossians chapter 1 verses 9 to 12. This is, even though it is according to the scripture, it is Paul's prayer. But we, the bread of life, leadership, assure you that we all pray for you this prayer. Verse 9. For this reason, we also, just I add here, the bread of life leadership. Since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may fill with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. This is the prayer for the members of the Bread of Life. Fellowship. Dear children of God, there are many things I had to share with you, but because of the time I cannot go for it. Let us not spend all of our time only to think about the season. And we know, now you may say, what is the reason for this season? It is only coronavirus. Where is Christ? Where is Christ? So this is the season. There are many things for us to remember. Number one is, today is the first week of the month. We entered the second quarter of the year. God was so faithful in the past three months. Even though we have gone through so many difficulties in our life, we have to thank God enough. As the psalmist says in the Psalm 40, we cannot number them. So everything will be counted, we have to thank God for it. Secondly, the coming Sunday, and this as a first Friday, we miss our communion service. So you have to meditate the scripture of 1st Corinthians chapter 11, as usual, as all of you receive the message about the communion 
Of course, we are praying and we are waiting. Soon after we resume our normal service, the communion will be served. So we have to pray for it. Secondly, the coming Sunday after tomorrow will be the Palm Sunday. So don't forget about that. What the Palm Sunday means to us. The palm branches is a symbol of victory, triumph, peace and eternal life. Palm Sunday commemorates the endurance of Jesus, entrance of Jesus Christ into Jerusalem. When palm branches were placed into his path before his arrest on Holy Thursday and the crucifixion on Good Friday, it thus marks the beginning of the Holy Week and the final week is the Lent, week of the Lent. So what do we understand? So the coming Sunday is the Palm Sunday. The coming Friday, the coming Friday will be the Good Friday. Meditate the scripture in relation to that day. And followed by the Easter and the, the, uh, the next Sunday. So this is the season. Let us not forget that. Only during the Christmas season always we say this is slogan law. Jesus Christ is the reason for the season. But don't forget that. Don't uh, bring coronavirus in his place. Jesus Christ is the season for this season as well. So now we are in the first week and we are followed by the Palm Sunday and the Good Friday is following and then we are going to have Easter Sunday as well. So please remember on these days and uh, be united and we are, let us continue to pray. As you are praying, finally let me finish this small thing and the thought for you. How to pray, what to pray. This is the thing that even the Sunday school children, they used to, uh, we were thought about it. When you pray for the, this present situation, think of it, it is a five finger principle. When you put your palm before you, even this was thought by uh, Pastor Leslie also in the past days. When you open your finger, the first finger, the, 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 the thumb finger is very close to you. This finger, choose this finger and remember the close ones that is your parents your brothers your sisters and your relatives you have to pray for them and the pointing problem that the second finger is for the pointing those who are the leaders the pastors the teachers those who are leading you and guiding you the the middle finger the tall finger is the big finger in your hands that is for the people those who are the rulers and the authorities even you can remember the government the rulers and the authorities the fourth finger the ring finger people who are weak this is your weakest finger so you can pray for the people those who are sick those who are in poverty those who are treated badly pray for those people the last finger, the smallest, is your personal needs. So, the first one, the biggest, the first one, the thumb finger, is for your parents and your families. The second one, for your teachers. The third one, for the rulers and authorities. The fifth one, is for the needy people. The last one, for your need. If you have this principle, it is easy for you to pray on your daily basis. Let's close our eyes and go to the Lord in prayer.
Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you for the wonderful time that you've given to us. Here we are as your children. As you have spoken to us for the past one hour, Lord, we know that your word always has life. Your word always gives strength. Your word gives us healing. And your word cleanses and keeps us pure. And the present world always considering, most of them consider about the present life, the physical life. But your word assures us, promises us about our eternal life. Father, we are chosen for eternity. We thank you for it. Yes, Lord, bless your children. As you have prayed, let your presence, your peace, prevail in the lives of each and every member of the family. And even in this time, we pray for everyone's personal need, the family need, the physical need. Lord, meet every need of your children according to their desire. Open our spiritual eyes to know your will in our life through your word. Yes, Lord, this time is given to us to sit together with our family and sit with you, O Father. Let these days be a day of blessings. Thank you for accepting our prayers. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Let us share the grace together. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Forever and ever. Let all God's people say, Amen. God bless you.